Welcome to episode three of Get In Prospective. Uh, my name is David with the Bleacher Preachers. Uh, we have today, we actually have an OG Bleacher Preacher with us. He's going to be talking the top performers of last week, along with our time that we spent with uh, Central Football. Uh, we went to the practice today, got to see some of the talent. Uh, so we have uh, we have some things to say. Uh, so, uh, Anthony, want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Anthony Gardner um, from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, went to school at Omaha North, played three years of high school football there before transferring to Millard South my senior year. So a different, an actual player perspective that'll provide some pretty good insight, I think. Uh, you know, first, what we wanted, to, I wanted to talk about was just to go over some of the top performers from the week zero. We we had some discussions last week. You know, it turned out to to you know some surprises, some not surprises. Um, Creighton Prep played a little better than I think some people thought they would. Uh, maybe a new uh, star with Angelo Walker, the sophomore there. Uh, maybe emerging at running back that we can see. Uh, Ruby had some good runs too, but uh, Angelo Walker seems to be making a pres presence known. Bellevue West had some uh, some individuals as well. Uh, the Papio South showed impressively. Uh, Columbus, uh, Norris, you know, the, probably with what some would say is an upset over over Blair. Blair looks like they're going to be a pretty good team, but can't really count out the Titans. They got some uh, they got some talent there. Um, so, what we're going to start with, uh, with some of the top performers that we saw during the week. First one is going to be Sam Schuler, 2024 quarterback from from Papio South. Uh, 204 passing yards, 67 rushing, so 271 combined yards with a couple touchdowns. Uh, ran the offense really efficiency. It does help quite a bit when when you have uh, the the uh, sophomore running back Derek Jones, five seven, 170 pounds, running for 198 yards. Yeah, and he's good too. Yeah, and, and 54 receiving yards had four touchdowns, which. Uh, we, when we spoke last week, when we were talking on Papio South last week, the question that we had was at that running back position, potentially. Yeah, they have uh, Skoger Bow, who he, he did. He had a big touchdown, a sixty or seventy-three yarder, I do believe, actually. So he did display some of the electricity that we we said that he had. But uh, Derek Jones was, uh, you know, if if they can run the ball efficiently, like uh, like he was able to provide to them, then you know, Papio South could make some real noise in that, that Metro conference because they have a pretty good defense, um, good kicking game. You know, Speaking of the defense, they had Kylan Connor with 17 tackles, uh, Ty McDougal with 13 tackles and a sack, Ty Jelinek, Ben Schaefer, all of those individuals performed pretty well against a, a real physical North Platte team. So that was, a, that was an impressive win for that, that Papio South team. Heading to Franklin, Franklin High School, Calvin Carrier, 2027, so a freshman, 207 pass yards, 139 rushing, four touchdowns, and threw in 11 tackles. Uh, playing both sides of the ball, you know, I, I think a lot of people like to see that in in high school. I know, you know, I don't, I don't know how easy it is. You know, Tony, I know you played, you played wide receiver in the slot for Millard South, that you know, and played defensive back. How you know how easy was it to transition when you're going from from offense to defense coming off the field? Um, it's a little difficult, I'd say. Uh, I guess it really all depends on how long your offensive drive was or how long your defensive drive was, and then you got to you know turn around and immediately play you know the other thing and try to keep up with their offense or try to keep up with their defense. So 
it's a little tough. That's why the, uh, you know, your summer conditioning and all your running, uh, you know, stand in shape, all that stuff matters. You know, one of the big guys of the week, and this is, and this is going to, this is six man football. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how often people watch the six man footballs, but it's pretty, it can be pretty entertaining, right? It's not a lot of people in the field and they're just running amok, pretty high scoring. Uh, the gentleman, Jack Bullis, there, the running back, he ran for 312 yards, had 71 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. Also on the defensive end, had 10 tackles, one sack, and one fumble recovery. So that is one, that's a pretty damn impressive game from uh, from a young man that um, that really showed out on that week zero first night there. So, you know, I think uh, Carter Nelson's probably bringing a lot of attention to the lower lower eight and six-man football as well here in Nebraska. So I think so. Rightfully so. You know, th- those guys are athletes. They are required to do a lot. You know, I you think somebody like Carter Nelson, I watch clip, watch clips on Carter Nelson. He does everything on the field. Yeah, well, you have to. You know? Yeah, right. You have to, right? <laughs> you got to be the left guard and the, you know, <laughs> the, start, the starting receiver. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's a I mean, throwing, receiving, rushing. I mean, yeah. it's just you're doing everything on the field. So I think it, uh, you know, it takes some special athletes in, in that in that world as well. Yeah, for we we go to the Norris game. Blake Macklin, uh, class of 2024, uh, five foot nine, 150 pounds. He had an all around game. 209 total yards, 85 yards rushing. He had 99 yards on kickoff returns and 20 yards in punting as well, uh, along with a touchdown. Eli Holt, 2000, class of 2024, big fullback, 6'2", 220 pounds. Had some big, some big yardage for him, uh, 31, care, uh, 31 rushing yards, but 82 receiving yards, including a good-sized touchdown. Uh, he ended up with three touchdowns on the night and uh, threw in 11 tackles himself. For Blair, you, uh, that, you, we, somebody to watch, you know, Black Templar developed more of a role on that Blair team last year, and he's starting to kind of emerge in that running back spot. Uh, 138 rushing yards, uh, 26 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Ethan Bessler, the wide receiver, cornerback, speedster, and ran like a 10, 10.6940. Quick, you know, just quick as all get out. Uh, he ended up with 81 receiving yards and 52 kick return yards. Uh, the touchdown that he had was a 60-yarder. So again, kind of like Skogerbo, they both have that that ability to provide some electric, some electric plays, and uh, you know it speaks a lot. You know, you talk about the people that play multiple positions, right? But you also have, you know, how much does it play into factor when you when you play a special teams role, and then you go in on offense? You know, because like you yourself, you return punts and kicks, right? Yeah. So you know what. Did, what did that provide to you when you would have a big play on on, on the, the, the kick return, the punt return, and then you're coming in for that next offensive or, you know, defensive uh, possession? Um, I think, uh, well, the main thing it did was, you know, say you're coming off a big return or, you know, a big play, it's going to liven up the, the guys that are on the – it's going to hype to move the ball. Uh, it's going to get people, you know, ready to ready to play essentially, I guess. Um, and then vice versa on defense, you know, you run down on kickoff and you make a big hit, you make a play or something like that, and, you know, it's getting your defense fired up. And it's all just kind of about... When you, when you, start, a, when you start a plan, you had... Did, did you find yourself, especially early on, because you, you... We'll say you played varsity at a pretty early age, right? Did, and I know you contributed probably more when it came to the special teams portion. Did you find that you were able to 
to work your way onto a varsity team with that special teams play a little bit more than than just what you were doing on the offensive or defensive side of the ball? Well, yeah, because I guess uh, special teams may be a little overlooked, um, especially if you're concentrated on one thing. You know, a lot of high school kids are they try to stick to one thing. Oh, you know, I'm a receiver or I'm a DB or whatever. What they don't realize is special teams is, you know, it plays a big role too. And you can definitely make a name, uh, definitely make a name, you know, being a special teams guy. You can have excellent kick coverage down the field, punt coverage on the field. Um, you know, it's NFL preseason time. So you see a lot of guys that are, you know, winning jobs, winning roster spots, just being able to, uh, you know, run down the field and cover a kick or, you know, cover a punt. Um, so special teams is very important. Uh, I've always thought, always thought that, you know, that's a, maybe the one of the easiest ways maybe to you know get find find yourself a place on the team is, yeah i agree yeah. i think that's a it's a very plays a, a pretty important role and i think it it can help younger guys get noticed a little bit quicker yeah. with some of their abilities yeah, that's right. so lincoln northwest uh we, we you know they they did have a tough game against pius but there are some bright spots you got genesis springs the 2000 class of 2024 102 receiving yards, a touchdown. Had a 64-yard touchdown grab. Uh, Tyler Aldridge for Bellevue West. They, you know, had a tough game. You know, I now well, we talked on the, the 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 show last week, and we talked about at least the, in my opinion, I, I said that Bellevue West. I think the best versions of their teams when they have a strong running game. So I was really interested in to see how C.J. Goff would perform. C.J. Goff, 104 yards, two touchdowns. And then you have Charlie Gwinner, who really had a pretty good summer. We saw him in some camps really fast. Performed well. Caught the ball out of the backfield extremely well at those camps that we went to. Uh, he chipped in with uh, 81 total yards, 70 of them rushing, and two touchdowns himself. So four rushing touchdowns for Bellevue West in that first week, which most people probably wouldn't expect, right? You know, I'm calling, I, I was calling um, McMorris and then and Hall and Kalen the Thrusker connection last week, uh, those three Huskers. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting them to just come and, and just show out. Yeah. But is it kind of a luxury for for Bellevue West to to not have had that happen and be able to, to show that they can run the ball, especially against a tough opponent? So some of it is, to me, is like, do you think that, they knowing that they have Omaha North, do you feel like they maybe, was it, is, could it be more that they, they held back some of their offense um, in comparison to what they're going to show north? Or do you feel like they really just had trouble kind of just getting the flow and, and getting things going? Um, honestly, it could be it could be either one of those things. I mean, Huffman's a really good coach. He's a really smart coach. He's been doing this for a long time. So when you think about their matchup, you know, this upcoming week with Omaha North, uh, more Huskers on that team, more Husker commits on that yeah. team. Um, so, it, you know, it's going to be a really good game. You know, yeah. from the prospect, you know, from the perspective of, you know, they, maybe they weren't trying to show their hand, that could very well be the case. Um, or it could be that, you know, Craig, you know, Craig Preps. I think Craig really Prep might team. be better than what people think they were, yeah. to be honest with you. I think, I don't, I'm not going to say Bellevue West struggled. You know, I think they are trying to figure some things out a little bit. I mean, Kalen was like 22 of 35. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he was struggling completing balls but you know they just didn't have the big plays like you know they didn't get mcmorris over the top or you know haul down the sideline whatever the case may be the tight end was the leading you know tj whaley was the leading receiver um so i think they might have been a little conservative working out some things on offense but i do think that creighton prep probably had a good portion to deal with that 
Mc, uh, McLee was all over the place uh, for Creighton Prep. Um, that's their their star safety. You know, I think he had 13 tackles, if I remember correctly. Uh, but for Bellevue West, they also had Stanley Hayter, who had a huge game at that defensive end spot. Six tackles, three of them for loss, three sacks, and a forced fumble. You know, this North Bellevue West game will be very, it'll be, you know, I think it's something that a lot of people are going to be interested in. Whether you're going or you're not going, you're going to pay attention to it. We'll hop over to Elgin Pop Pope John, Gage Thiessen, class 2024, 128 rushing yards. 51 receiving, so 179 total yards, four touchdowns, had two sacks as well on the defensive side. Dylan Luking, 2024, 15 tackles and a sack, and Dylan Colm, 16 tackles. So real strong defense from that Elgin Pope John. Thiessen providing a little bit of offensive firepower for him. Uh, for Wausau, you had Matthew Schindler, class of 2027, so a freshman coming to that running back cornerback position. He had a very good game. Yeah, he had a big game. 332 total yards. All purpose. 160 rushing, 10 receiving. Had 147 yards on kickoff, so that's special teams. You know, making an impact as a freshman. That's right. 14 tackles and, and an interception. Both sides of the ball. I mean, he's he's kind of exactly what we're talking about between having all of those individuals um, playing on defense, playing both sides of the ball, showing out on special teams, contributing any way that you can to the team. I think that's important. Uh, Cash Carlson had, uh, from 2024 class, he had 19 tackles, including one for a loss in the game as well. And then you had uh, Alma had Tucker Biscup, class 2026. Uh, he had 160 yards, three touchdowns, 71 rushing, 89 yards receiving. So kind of a multifaceted back uh, that can be used in wideouts, hand them the ball. Seems to be able to get the job done no matter what. Uh, so those are some of the top performers. Uh, but there may be people we missed. We apologize if we did. One thing I can say that's extremely important, you know, we've tweeted about it, is, uh, you know, coaches, if coaches are listening, be sure to turn your stats into max preps. For somebody like myself that likes to see the stats, likes to notice kids when they do things and they perform well, uh, call-outs, you know, this allows me to see that. Uh, and for the, the players, you know, make sure you're telling your coaches to turn your stats in. You know, it, it is very important um, for people like us, scouts and different individuals. Uh, it's hard to be seen unless it's unless you're out there. So it's a very important. Moving on to the actual topic of, of the, the podcast. So we wanted to uh, we wanted to cover a team. Uh, we, we did a kind of a little vote, you know, one team covering one team won, but it was a very close vote with the top performers, so we figured we'd just touch on the performers and head into uh, the one team, which uh, we decided to cover Omaha Central. So Central is extremely intriguing to me in the Metro because they have a lot of talent in different positions. Some of it transferred in. Um, they have some coaches that have moved over. So it's it's a completely different environment, completely different uh, you know tool set that that's that central team has now. Well, not completely different, but I just I'll say added on to what they previously is, had established. So um, you know we spent some time at Omaha Central tonight. Talked to Coach Mackey, um, excellent guy. You know really seemed to have a grasp on on his kids, knowing what they're able to do, what they're capable of doing. Um, a lot of confidence in him. You know had a, a lot of positive words to say about. A good portion of of the kids that he talked about, uh, you got Coach Muhammad, who's been building up, a, you know, this, those seven on seven teams, those those club kids, 
uh, as they like to refer to them, uh, and bringing those some of those kids over from the ben, those Benson Bunnies that uh, performed well for them. So uh, we and uh, you uh, you are you're familiar with the quarterbacks coach as well. Um, seems to be a, a pretty pretty darn good. He's he's mentoring up B.J. Newsom. Uh, was Chris? Uh, yeah, Chris Griffin. He actually was uh, he led Central to their their last football state championship back in 07. He was their quarterback there. Yeah. And so Ronald Grigsby. Yeah. yeah so with him and Grigsby, and then you know, so they have some um, they have some championship pedigree on that team between. I mean, Muhammad winning, you know, with Nebraska and and uh, Griffin winning with uh, Omaha Central, that state championship back then. So they're building a culture, I think, that is is a winning one. You know, these guys are real in tune with their kids. Um, and they know how to kind of push those buttons. Um, I know I was kind of laughing and you kind of caught me a couple times because I was listening to Coach Muhammad talk to the kids. And, and uh, you know, he's the I think he's the kind of coach you would expect, right? Like, it's that... You know, he'll, he'll definitely praise you when you're doing something right, and he'll definitely give you that tough love when you're doing something oh, yeah. wrong. He wasn't, He's not afraid to, to tell some kid, hey, you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right, or, or giving them, just trying to coach them, in other words. You know, I know that, uh, you know, it, a lot of that coaching, you know, I think football players appreciate that, those individuals that, most football players appreciate those individuals that can kind of tell it like it is, right? Oh, yeah. Or at least give you that, that straightforward, this is what you need to be doing, this is what you did wrong, right? You know, you probably had some of those coaches during your years, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, most guys, they like to be, you know, quote-unquote, you know, coach hard. You know, it's just don't sugarcoat anything. You know, tell me exactly what I need to do. If, you're, if you take, you know, pride in, you know, what you do and trying to master your craft on the football field, you know, your, your biggest person who's going to, you know, you're, you're going to be the hardest on yourself. You know, so, you know, with your coaches, you know, and all that, you know, too, you know, somebody who's going to also, you know, be hard on you as well, you know, and tell you the right things, you know, Abdullah definitely seems like yeah, that guy. He definitely seems like that guy. And you, I mean, you through your, your, your high school career, I mean, you, some pretty legendary coaches. I mean, you played for Coach Martin, oh, uh, yeah. Larry Martin at Nomad North and Andy Means from Millard South, right? Yeah. Would you say that they had some of those same tendencies, personality? Um, Andy Means, Andy Means a little different. He was a little more laid back. Uh, Larry Martin, yeah, he's gonna, he's not gonna sugarcoat anything <laughs> at all. You know, he's, you know, his favorite thing is to say, "I'm not from this damn town." You know, he, <laughs> I tell you straight up, "I'm not from this damn town." I don't care what anybody thinks about me or what any, you know. Yeah, no, it's and that and that was that was the best. You know, those were the best times. Uh, it's funny now because he probably would. He probably if you you know if he was listen to this and he and he'd hear that he'd probably remember that. But then be like, I am from this town now. You know, because he's been here so long yeah, now. It's been so long, I mean, he's yeah. probably the most tenured coach in the metro area at this point, right? Definitely, probably one of the more the most decorated. I yeah, would say I'd at this say, current yeah. point, right? So that's that's funny. I mean, he is kind of the town now. <laughs> so I don't know, I wonder if he still says that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he's a he's a big part of North Omaha, definitely. For yeah. Sure. So we spent you know that the time with the Minos coaches. You know, they, they really seem to understand their kids and they, they, they get to their strengths, weaknesses, and, and try to pull the most out of them they can. Um, you coach them hard, you know, show them love when it's necessary, and, uh, and vice versa. So, you know, I can tell you that when we first walked in, right, you know, we have, we have, you know, we have a good idea of, of some of the players, a lot of the players, especially on the offensive end, because they're extremely talented on the offensive end. Um, you know, you start with the, 
Caleb Pry from, right? I mean, he's committed to Illinois. I think that was one of the first guys we were looking for when we walked in, just to kind of, you know, get a glimpse and say, you know, which where's where's the big boy? At? We kind of want to see the big boy and what he, you know, what he's got to offer. Um, you know, next I would say, you know, who would you say this next person that kind of caught our eye when we were looking? I know we were kind of glancing at a few kids. There was the defensive end Marlon Jones. We kind of noticed him right off the bat, right? Um, he's a long. It's got it's got some range on him with his arm length and. Yeah, he's a very tall kid. Tall kid, uh, got some range on him. Uh, they're expecting a, from what the coach has said, he got a good motor. So uh, they're expecting some good things that, that come out of him. Um, you know, one of the other people that we were looking for is Kayvon Newsom. Uh, Kayvon, the linebacker that transferred from Benson. Uh, kid is stellar. Uh, I think he's probably one of the most underrated. And it's hard to say underrated because I do think that obviously people are aware of him and they know that he's good. I just don't know if they really know how good he is. Um, you know, he's he was probably one of the top linebackers in state last year. And when I say, you know, top, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm definitely meaning one of the top. Uh, just kind of looking at last year, he had 138 tackles. That's pretty impressive. That is a strong year for for Kayvon. Um, you know, he is somebody that can fill holes, play gaps, uh, very, he plays the run extremely well. Uh, you know, probably is he going to be the speediest linebacker? We're not going to say that he is, but, you know, he is I just kind of watching tonight. I would say that he's probably going to be one of the leaders on that defense. When I seen him going on to do a couple things, he definitely was somebody that seemed to be kind of telling some of the other kids or young men what to uh, kind of how to go about this or do that. Um and he's also I, I, there was one part where there was one point where I was watching the running backs and and the the young one uh, Haney he you know he you could definitely tell he's a freshman good size kid though a running back and and he was kind of trying to give Kayvon a hard time like I broke your tackle I broke it. just so you could definitely tell like that other people take pride in the fact that if they do something against oh, him yeah, they that's... know how good he is right. Get some bragging rights. Huh? Yeah, so you know, and it just kind of, and he wasn't like you know being too difficult about it or anything. He just was just kind of messing with him a little bit. So, but I think that that's a part of like recognizing his his ability is kind of what that is, right? Um, so, Kayvon Newsom, you know, is definitely somebody to watch out for. He's going to be a senior this year, six one, two hundred fifteen pounds. Uh, you know, watch out for Marlon Jones. I believe he was like six four, if I remember correctly. Yeah. When you were looking at those stats, Marlon Jones is six seven two twenty five. Six seven two twenty five. Yes. Yeah. So it was a big kid, definitely a big kid. So keep an eye on him. You know the the offensive side. You know was something that we definitely were interested in. Um, you know you got BJ Newsom running that offense. Uh, we got a lot of firepower at receiver. Uh, a lot of firepower receiver. We were kind of talking about it on the way there, right? They, you know, they have anywhere from seven deep. We did find out that Avery Harris, uh, the wide receiver there, that it's going to be a sophomore this year. He, he tore his Achilles, yeah, so he will be out, uh, which is which is a hit for them. Luckily, they have a pretty talented pool, but you know, uh, Harris was uh, one of the top guys reception yards per catch last year, and. Uh, so it will be somebody that they'll miss from a, a field stretching standpoint, uh, no doubt. 
But you got Newsom kind of running that, taking the helm again. You know, last year, his freshman year, had 790 yards. Uh, about, it looks like three passing touchdowns. I ran, you know, had a, had a few, couple rushing touchdowns. So you're looking for him to make a big stride, right? I mean, you can have all the talent in the world at wide receiver. You have to have somebody that can get them the ball, right? Uh, Newsom is... Uh, five foot eleven, so if you if you're thinking you know prototypical quarterback, we'll say he's a little undersized, right? Uh, but you know he's got a pretty darn good arm. I was watching him the ball. I was watching it watching it zip off his hand. He seemed to have a pretty good concept of the offense. Uh, the sound, uh, you know, I know you were kind of discussing some of it. it. It sounds like they may run a lot of pistol sets. Yeah, a lot of pistol uh, spread. Um, you know, speaking with their quarterbacks coach, just kind of get a feel on what type of offense they would be running. Yeah, and he said it would be more of a pistol spray. Right. But, you know, in regards, I think they will try to run the ball still out of that. Yeah, it really sounded like it. I think I mentioned to Mackey at one point, you know, because, I mean, we're going on the mindset of all these receiver talent they got. Um, and, and I mentioned to him, uh, you know, he's talking about, he was talking about, uh, I was I think I was asking him about, just like some kids, like who do you expect uh, that be surprised some people? And he listed off like all three of his running backs. <laughs> and I was like, well, it sounds like you're going to be running the ball a little yeah. bit, you know. And he's like, well, we got Caleb Pryfrom. Like, you know, we, we're going to, you know, why wouldn't we run yeah, the ball, you know? One of the best offensive <laughs> linemen in the state. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so uh, that, it totally makes sense, right? Makes sense. Um, but, you know, you got you got Newsom who's looking to make those big strides. The, uh, the, the running back, the running back's, obviously will play a big part in that, right? If you can get the running game going to to play off of, then, you know, it's going to contribute strongly to his ability to to spread the field a little bit more, maybe create a little more time in that in that uh, offensive backfield to to throw the ball. So you got, um, you know, we, we talked about Haney, Haney just a little bit, but, you know, you got, you got Rod Beverly, uh, who he's expecting, Kevin McGee, mm-hmm. um, along with Haney that are going to be, getting some carries and he's expecting all three of them to play. And from what, from what he sounds, he's expecting them to perform well. Uh, so you get, you know, those three individuals going and hopefully that will open up and create more and better passing lanes for you. Right. You know, you got your, you got the big tight ends. Uh, these guys have central has two very strong tight ends. Uh, maybe a couple of, you know, that'll be tops in the States in the next coming years. Elijah Wayne, who's a junior, 6'4", 210 pounds, um, soft hands, plays, plays he's, he's a heck of a basketball player, um, you know, able to catch that ball real soft and, and make moves, athletic frame, and I know that that was somebody that kind of caught your eye when we were standing there, you're like, that's a, that's a good-sized kid. Yeah, he's a big kid, he looks like a man. <laughs> <laughs> he does look, he does, you're not lying though, he does look like a man. Uh, yeah. um, and you got Ike Ackerman, you know, that, that young man, he just... Uh, He's one coming off a second national title in shot put for his for his age group, and you know athletic frame. He's another big young man that uh, is going to provide targets in, on a regular basis for Newsom. You got field stretchers. You got Andrew Brown. You got Marcellus Lloyd. Uh, you know somebody that we saw that we kind of liked that we were watching run routes was Amir Hill. Uh, he was, you know, one. <laughs> I, I think I, I like it when I go to camps and, and he was kind of, this is what Amir reflected me on is I, I like it when I can hear guys running routes because 
it shows me that they're they're putting everything they can into it, right? Mm-hmm. They're working hard at at, at perfecting that that route, um, and that was something that definitely stood out to me with Hill. He uh, you could hear him running his routes, and he got vertical pretty quick when we were watching him. Um, there, I know there was another young man that kind of caught your that kind of caught your eye. You thought he ran the routes pretty well. Maybe not somebody who you'll see a hundred percent right away, but a name to maybe uh, to know. Um, yeah, Maurice Sherrard. Um, he uh, was last in the receiver uh, when they were running the routes. He was the last person um, to do each route, um, and he. There was no drop off from you know the top four guys, four or five guys running routes. Um, to when he when it was his turn to run around. If anything, I think he was one of the better route runners. Um, on one corner route, he did lose his footing a little bit, but that's because he was just trying to run so hard. Um, he's another grunter. Um, yeah, he was definitely uh, somebody you could see and hear run his routes. Yeah, he's very. Uh, I think me personally, I think he's probably going to be a very good kid. If he, I'm not sure everything what's going on. You know. You know, what the, we'll deal with that is. Well, like you said, you uh, you know you mentioned earlier is it's the committing to your craft, right? Yeah, if you he, just have to commit to your craft, um, and you you know be better. But you know we don't know. He could be a transfer coming over. He could you know you know just be switching positions or something like that. You know, to whereas he wasn't on that first that first team taking reps with those guys. Yeah, and, and then you got young man, you know, like Deshaun Prince, and then Tory Pittman, uh, both. Getting Nebraska yeah, offers already. Talk about those yeah, guys, you know, yeah, you know. Um, so you, and uh, I mean, Anthony Liggins can be used in wide receivers positions. Uh, he'll be primarily probably starting their cornerback form, one of their best cornerbacks. So, I mean, the talent pool at that wide receiver position and the the ability seems to be an asset for them. Um, you know, but it does. I think it does. Like you said, it, it plays off that running game. Uh, Kylon Haney, Beverly, Beverly, Beverly and McGee. So. Beverly, McGee, and Haney, they can really get that run game going. It's going to create a lot more offense. And some of these kids, you know, we talked about that special teams portion. You know, they could provide an instant punch, potentially, and that special teams for for Omaha Central. Um, I mean, a lot of those guys, are. I mean, if they want to be on the field, that's, you know, sometimes that's what you have to do, whether, you know, you like it or not. You know, you got to, you have to contribute, you know, that just shows your dedication um, sure that they can, the coaches can count on you. You know, if you're, you need to be counted on. If you're going down there and making special teams plays. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's you know sometimes you gotta, you have to earn your spots on the field, right? Yeah. And if I mean, they have, if you serve them, if you serve a coach better or a team better in this position, and the uh, there's just kids that are a little more tenured or mature or uh, uh, seasoned in the other positions that you're behind. It is what it is. You, you, you accept your role and you make the most of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I always tell my kids that have played sports that you got you have to give them a reason not to to want to play you, right? And that's so when you're when you have your chance, you got to make the most of it. Yeah. Um, so that's what kids need to focus on, and and I and, I, and it seems like these kids do. I mean, I don't think that some of these kids would have transferred to Central if they didn't understand that, right? Yeah. They know there's other. They know that Marcellus Lloyd and Brown and all these guys were here already. So it's a healthy competition. It's kind of that iron sharpens iron yeah. situation, right? So I think they're going to work together and and create, make themselves better. You know, 
play some defensive back if you need to. You know, contribute to the team however it's possible and make the most of your moments. I think Mackey's a good coach for that too. Yeah. I think he'll, you know, him bringing all those guys over, him coming from Benson, uh, you know, Benson was kind of on the, you know, positive trajectory, uh, you know, for the next four or five years, you know, they're, they're, Farm teams uh, were winning, I guess I, you could say. Their farm teams were winning, and then, um, you know, he kind of took all those guys over to Central with him. So um, he's a really good coach. I think he, you know, if there's anybody that can make it work, I think, I, it, you know, Mackey, he's definitely would be a guy for that. Um, I mean, like you said, he's tough coach. He coaches kids tough. He's not afraid to, you know, tell you when you're wrong, and he's not going to not gonna sugarcoat anything. He's not going to care if you're mad or not, you know. He's... He's kind of an old school guy, so. Yeah, I, I agree. So we, we had a really good experience, you know, just kind of talking to the coaches, watching the kids, trying to get a better understanding of the talent. You know, I think ultimately, just to kind of sum everything up, uh, you know, with, with these kids, what we'll do is we'll we'll kind of pair it all together. We were kind of jumping from different kids, talking more about our experience there, what we were seeing, what we were watching as we we're doing it. So what we'll kind of do is we'll we'll simplify it. We'll talk about offense right so you have bj newsome at quarterback um strong arm uh, seems to have a pretty good grasp of the offense you know has a, a quarterback coach that uh that you know has been through it before has taken won a state championship knows what it's takes so i think you're going to see a more mature newsome yeah um you know somebody that's make, trying to make the right reads and throws and he has the athletic ability to get loose um you know we'll see what he does with some of that size behind the line but uh, you know, I think he can make those throws and run game petite, run game, you know, we'll see how that plays out, which which is the second part. So you got your three backs that are going to that are gonna figure things out that, um, you know, the head coach said that he thinks this is the ones that are going to surprise everybody. You got Beverly McGee and Haney. Uh, all three of those guys are going to get an opportunity to play. Uh, you know, Haney was maybe a freshman, but I know you and I looked at him. We were like, "That's a pretty good sized freshman." Yeah, he was a big kid. Yeah, he's got a he's got a nice little bulk to him, and uh, you know, I definitely could tell that he was a running back, a linebacker, one of those two, just with some of his thickness. So um, then, then, you know, in those outside positions, you got Amir Hill, you have uh, Andrew Brown, Marcellus Lloyd, Prince. <laughs> Avery Harris won't be playing, but. You know, you got uh, Tory Pittman coming in. Um, yeah, say, take your pick. Yeah, you. They have good luck. A multitude. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I mean, maybe some double reverses. <laughs> we'll see some double reverses, and you know, they got all kinds of athleticism on the edges. So, I mean, I mean when I was watching though, it's like uh, they were getting the ball to the tight end a lot too. They were. Yeah, it's they. They really seemed. Uh, so it's. Uh, they like Wayne's athleticism. I mean, yeah, you can tell they do. They were not afraid to get him the ball, even in the open field, and, and just see if he can make a play. So, yeah, I say, yeah, their tight end group is pretty – I would, you know, group them right along with the receivers. Their receiving core, you know, plus the tight ends is probably, you know, if not one of the best probably in the state, I would say. Yeah, Elijah Wayne and Ike Ackerman, you know, definitely two, two more to know. I mean, obviously got Pye from on the offensive line. Uh, we'll see how the rest of the line holds up, but uh, – you know, their offense is what makes them so intriguing and I think is what's having them slept on. We're going to find out a lot in week two, right? Yeah. So they play Omaha Northwest to start, but 
they have that, they have Gretna in week two, which Gretna has, they'll have some things they're figuring out themselves, but well-coached, physical team. So I think Central's going to find out a lot about themselves in that, that Gretna game, which I think we're maybe kind of interested in, in, in even checking out ourselves um, when the time comes. So on the defensive side of the ball, it all starts with Kayvon Newsom. You know, the 130 tackles, I mean, you know, the guy is just, he's a wrecking ball. He's a leader on that defense. So it's all going to start with him. You know, we, there was another young man that uh, I was kind of figuring out late who was Mar- Marcus Brannon. You know, they, you know, they it was those coaches, they were talking to Marcus a lot out there. And, you know, they were really trying to coach him up. And, you know, I heard one of the coaches, I don't know if you heard when the, it was the older gentleman, he was walking away. He's like, Marcus might make a name for himself Friday night. So he was doing things they liked, and they really seemed to be focusing on coaching him up. So, you know, if you get him next to Kayvon in a performance base, I mean, you get two strong linebackers like that, you know, they could do a world of difference. You know, you, you go to the defensive line, and you got um, we you got uh, Marcus or uh, Marlon Jones. We were talking about that defensive end. Uh, there was another young man, uh, Bryce Lytle, the big kid. Um, you know, I know that one of the coaches were saying it's, he could be a monster and, you know, the commitment to his craft, like we were, we've talked a couple times, if he has that commitment to his craft, he could turn into a, a real monster. He's a senior this year. So, uh, you know, he's definitely going to have to try to focus on that craft pretty heavily for this next few months. But, um, coaches seem to think he has a, a lot of those physical tools that can put him in a successful position. Uh, you have uh, Liggins uh, playing cornerback, which solid, solid cornerback for him. I'd be interested to see if how many of those receivers are going to play defensive back as well, or how might that work? That's what I'm curious on too. I mean, obviously, we didn't yeah. even mention DJ Sterling too. DJ Sterling's a hello. I mean, yeah, right. defensive back, wide receiver. Um, you know, he was yeah. another one. Gamir Hill plays defensive back as well, so we'll see. Be kind of exciting to see what which one of those guys um, is a standout on both sides of the ball. Yeah, because they definitely have that capability. Um, you know, I think their their primary corner is going to be Anthony Liggins. You know, he's he's uh, he, I think he's shown in the last couple of years that ability to to be a lockdown corner in a lot of situations. So. Uh, you know, definitely keep an eye on Liggins as well. So, you know, I think that, that pretty much wraps it up. We, we talked about a lot about the prospects we saw, um, some of the coaches. Um, you know, we're going to continue to try to focus on in different scenarios. We've been kind of talking about, you know, would it be best to, to, uh, to, to really start attending the games now, maybe go to the games and then, you know, doing our episodes on what the prospects we saw within the games. I think that could be some of our next steps that we accomplish when these these newer episodes. Uh, if, if, as always, if you have, you know, any uh, any insight, you know, we we enjoy seeing tape. If you have some clips that you want us to see, feel free to tweet at us at Bleacher Preach Four uh, on Twitter. You know, we'll definitely watch the tapes and and uh, you know we like to to see how people are growing and getting better, whether it's on the field in the weight room, you know. However, however you're getting better, it's it's good to see. Uh, if if you have any ideas on who we should cover, uh, what we should cover for any future shows, you know, feel free to to, to provide some of those thoughts to us. We're always open. Uh, so for this week, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I'm David. 
And I'm Tony. And we'll uh, see you next week. Bleacher Preachers out.